Welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friends David, Mark, and Sarah for You Awaken in a Strange Place, a fully improvised role-playing game for four players designed by Jacob Andrews. You Awaken in a Strange Place is a fully improvised one-shot tabletop RPG that requires zero preparation and only a few hours of time. Follow the game's instructions to determine the setting, the characters, and all the details of world building on the fly. Get right into the good stuff of playing fun characters with your fun friends. It's fun! You can find out more information about You Awaken in a Strange Place and download your own copy on itch.io. I'll add links to it on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode show notes. As you may have guessed, this one-shot is a little bit different to our previous one-shots as it was a live game for Archeo Gaming Con 2022, a gaming convention and archaeological conference to share Archeo Gaming research and gameplay with a virtual audience. This episode's audio was taken from that live stream, and you can watch the original stream on the Archeo Gaming Collective's YouTube channel. I'll put a link to it on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode's show notes. A massive thank you to the Archeo Gaming Collective for having us at this year's con. Archeo Gaming conferences take place every year, with discussions, seminars, and gameplay streamed live through Twitch and YouTube. Archaeology has both influenced and existed in games for many years, and these conventions aim to broach the intersection academically and to make the subject matter accessible to all. In doing so, archaeologists and games are able to create an engaging and inclusive space where these fields can coexist, and further extend archaeology's exposure to the public, and vice versa. You can find out more on the Archeo Gaming Collective's website. That's archeogamingco.weebly.com. Regular listeners of the podcast will know that we have already played You Awaken in a Strange Place before, episode 101 if you're interested. I also go through the rules on stream as we get to them, as they are incredibly straightforward and easy to remember. You can find out more information about You Awaken in a Strange Place on itch.io and get your own copy there. There's links to everything in the show notes. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players and myself, most of myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. We're all, if we're live, that would be amazing. And if you can hear us... Just checking. Oh, it says live. It says we're live. It says we're live. Look, it's us. Okay, hello everyone. (laughs) Yeah, totally prepared, as you can tell. As you can tell by our wonderful mismatched boxes as uh, things were wrong before. Hello everyone, my name is Fiona. I am the host of What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG watch podcast. And welcome to this stream of You Awaken in a Strange Place. What is wonderful convention of Argarcon? I believe that's. I, you know, I hadn't even pronounced it out loud until now. I, that's my new way of going about it. Uh, but yes, so, so my name is Fiona, and I've been joined by these wonderful, three wonderful players to play this fully improvised RPG by one. I have his name down here. Someone, uh, J- uh, Jacob Andrews. We'll go into that. But I'm going to give uh, my players a quick chance to just introduce themselves, like who they are, share their pronouns if they would like to, and where you can find their stuff. And Sarah, that includes your stuff if you have any. 
I appreciate it. Don't brief you that off podcast. It's fine. Um, but we'll go around. We'll go uh, David, Mark, and then Sarah. So please introduce yourself, my wonderful players. Well, I guess that means me first. Um, it's to be here. I've not, I've not been in a con, game con for quite some time. But yeah, I am David. I run the Drunken Storyteller Twitch stream where we do a lot of RPGs. It's a little bit adult theme, so just be warned if you do want to go check it. Um, and I also do a folklore podcast under the same name. Again, um, content warning on that one, I feel. <laughs> content warning um, on David in general there. Thank you very much. It, yeah. yeah I, it should just, should just like, like stamp it across my forehead, content warning. Um, <laughs> I'm going to behave myself today, though, uh, so don't worry about All right, that. Well, that's the first lie of this game, but thank you very much, David. Uh, going on to Mark. So I'm just impressed because David got through the introduction without being sweary. So we're, we're looking good for the we're looking good for the rest of the event. Uh, hello, I'm Mark. If you've been to the Archeo Gaming Con before, i.e., last year, you might remember me from such panels as the panel that I did with Tom Murr and Matthew Dawkins on folklore in gaming, because that was the only panel I did. Uh, but this year. Um, Archie Fantasies stupidly asked me to come back and do something else, and this is what happened. Uh, I am the creator and host of the Folklore Podcast. You can see the URL over my left shoulder on screen. It is a podcast about folklore. Unlike David's podcast about folklore, it's not sweary, and anybody can listen to it. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And then last... I've, I've got a lot better over time. Um... <laughs> sure. Sure, another lie. Um, and finally, last but by no means least, Sarah, please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Sarah. I am friend of Fiona. <laughs> um, this is my second RPG, so new to the RPG world. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram at a barrel of crafts, where I like to try and make things. Thank you so much. And yes, so this game, as I said, You Awaken in a Strange Place is a fully improvised tabletop RPG for four players. So thankfully, there's four of us here today. Um, but before we start, I just want to say, as it is improvised, as it's an actual play, as it's a tabletop RPG, I'm going to have a put of just a big content warning. Uh, because it's fully improvised, we, we're making stuff up on the spot. But that also means stuff might happen, which we're not necessarily comfortable with. We're going to try and avoid that uh, if we can. We've off, off the podcast, we did uh, you know, our X cards and various lines and veils, which are all the safety tools to make sure that we as players are safe. But just in case, I'm just doing a blanket thing, making sure that if you feel uncomfortable whilst watching the stream at any point, you have no obligation to carry on watching it. You know, you can stop and come back when you're ready, should you need to, should you want to. But we'd appreciate you staying through this because we're just here about this. The vibe of this game is going to be silly, big, fun. That's what we're going to do for this game. And also have some archaeology themes in it as well. We appreciate the brief on that one. So thanks for that. Um, <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. We'll try. So the big, the, the only real two rules about this RPG is that anything that we, so the GM, which is me for this game, and the players say about the world is true about the world and that the game itself must be finished in this one session so we have less than two hours to create this story with its characters the world and finish it all right so no pressure guys but a lot of pressure so as sarah knows uh, we've done this you once know before. how well i do at dying in these things so we'll i'll be i'll be done in like five minutes so. cool but, that, but, that, but mm. we need to bring you back always the first to go yes exactly <laughs> Um, in that case, the first rule can we have is uh, David doesn't die in the first five minutes. Is that a thing that we can put in? Mm, I feel like I should have talked about that before the stream. 
But anyway, so we're first the first one we're going to do for our uh, You Awaken in a Strange Place, we're going to establish the setting. So my players, you should each have 2d6. I want you to roll them and tell me what values you get. Uh, with my usual skills of rolling, I have a grand total of four. Mark has a four. Sarah? I have a lovely double five. Ooh, ten to Sarah. Ten. We'll get you. Mm. I rolled a six for a once in my life. A six I've got in a total. total ten. No, ten in total. I rolled a six on a dice. Ooh, well, let's do a rolls off between Sarah and David then, because you've both got tens. Ooh, eight. Nine. Oh, so David, you go first. I'm, I'm, I'm really... I don't know how to cope with this already. It's dizzying height. Yes, the dizzying height. So it won't So what's going to happen now? So the person who's rolled the highest, so that's David, I would like you to think of a genre. The genre is obviously a type of a theme of a thing. Now, obviously, I know the overall theme is archaeology, but think of things like, you know, your favourite films. So you could be like a film noir, a horror Detective story, murder mystery, that sort of thing. So I want you to think silently of a genre. Uh, second was Sarah, who rolled an eight. So you think silently of an adjective. So something that is a describing word, you know, anything like that. You can also Google it if you're not 100% sure. So even, even I had to Google these things. Uh, and finally, Mark, who rolled the lowest, I want you to think of a location. This could be any location you can think of. It doesn't have to be on Earth. You can also, you know, anything. It can be big, small, whatever. Essentially, it's that sort of thing in improv. We go, can I get a location? And all, somebody always shouts out Nando's. And you're like, any other location than Nando's, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, we're going to go first to David. What is the genre of the world that we are in? I have two. Um, and I'm kind of tempted to both and see the reactions because i know one mark will love um okay so are you are you smashing two together i don't know if i can smash two together so um i think i think we'll go with the the, with the thing the first one i had which is just science fiction because me space nerd science fiction perfect thank you very much the science fiction is the genre uh sarah what is our adjective so my adjective was uh, mysterious. Oh, mysterious. Which I was chosen, which, which was going to be Scooby-Doo. Oh, well. <laughs> would have been perfect. The science fiction, perfect. I'll put in brackets, I'll put in brackets Scooby-Doo. Okay, so we've got Scooby, uh, science fiction slash Scooby-Doo and then mysterious from Sarah. Finally, Mark, I would like mm. a location. Uh, the, the Museum of the World's Largest Barbie Doll Collection. <gasps> Amazing. Museum of the World's Largest Barbie Doll. Latin plastic. Oh no, I'm going to have that song in my head. Okay, brilliant. So in that same order, so David, Sarah, Mark... We're gonna. Each of you are gonna make a statement about this world, this science fiction slash Scooby Doo world, which is mysterious, but also has the museum of the world's largest collection of Barbie dolls. But, and this statement, as soon as you say it, makes it true about the world. So we're, you each are gonna have one go, and then we're gonna fill out the rest of the world to make it sort of a bit more not realistic, but a bit more sort of. Uh, uh, it isn't. It isn't realistic, but it's more just feels a bit fleshy out a bit more. If you see what I mean. 
Uh, and it, and I'll say these statements can relate to anything. It could be something like, uh, everyone flies on a Tuesday. Uh, everyone has two, three pairs of socks, but the third one is a mysterious colour of ultraviolet. It can be as simple, silly as that, but anything you say is true. So David, no pressure again, uh, but what is the first core tenant of this science fiction slash Scooby-Doo genre world, which also is which is mysterious, but also has a museum housing the, a huge collection of Barbie dolls, the largest collection of Barbie dolls? Sticking, sticking with science, and we're going to go for some light, light theming here. Hmm? The, the light prism, so when you have a rainbow or you shine light through a prism, there's only three colours. Oh, light prism. But they change each time you look. Very Ooh. mysterious. Interesting. So only three colours that change. change. Brilliant. Sarah. Red, green, blue, and pink, orange, yellow. I'm going to go with all the dolls in the museum come to life at midnight. All the dolls in that specific museum, or all dolls in general? In the in just in the Barbie museum. Right, all the dolls in the museum come up, come up live. Like Toy Story. Live at midnight. All right, and Mark. Um, in this world, the word "run" has been banned, and anybody who uses it gets instantly jailed. Excellent. Uh, straight to jail. I'll be seeing you in jail then soon, I guess. <laughs> straight to jail. Okay, so the three core tenants we've got, we've got the light prison. When you shine a light through it, there are only ever three colours, but they change each time you look. Um, it's So would you say then, David, just to clarify, is that a subjective thing for each? So it would if we both were watching a prism, would we both see the same colours or would we see different colours? Ooh, ah. I'll let you choose that one. Uh, I'll keep it a secret for now. That's, that sounds like a problem yeah. for later, Fiona. Uh, <laughs> and then Sarah's one, dolls in the museum are, uh, come alive at midnight. Does that mean, Sarah, that they, 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 they cease to come alive when dawn rises? So is that sort of... Yes, yeah, they have to make it back to their original spots. Fantastic. And then finally, run has been banned. The word run has been banned. And if anyone utters it, they go straight to jail. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love. So let's talk about this world a little bit then. Um, with, like, I guess, how often would people be looking through light prisms if we start with that one first? Like, is it a regular occurrence, do we think? Does everyone have a light prism? Is there some sort of purpose to it, perhaps? I, the only reason I brought up light prisms was because that's where my brain went. But it's also rain, but it was more like rainbow. So if it's raining a lot, so it's quite a wet world, it rains a lot. So there's quite a lot of rainbows. So it's a thing that people know a lot about. And it's, it's, it's quite a common thing, I feel. Excellent. Oh, I like that. I guess it's a way like, oh, it's very rainy today. And you just look out and it's just, <laughs> it's just like green, orange, purple. Yeah. yeah. Look out one, you look out one window and it's one set of colours. You look out another window and it's different set of colours. I like that. Uh, this doll museum then, folks, like it's large, it's, it's la large and in charge, so to speak. Um, where is it? Where is it like some, is it like, is it like a, a big attraction in the capital city or is it like an, in an obscure place do we think that people flock to go to? I think it may have taken the place of like one of the major art museums in London. Oh my God. Okay. 
Any particular just, any particular one? I'm going to go with the Tate because that's the one I know. Oh, eight now has it. Fantastic. Uh, and then run has been banned. Are there any other words that have been banned, or is it just this specific thing? Was there an incident? Why we banned the word run? I I think it was um, it came about because of. Um, uh, an, an unfortunate sporting event um, at a previous Olympics, but the details have been withheld Ooh. because they were mysterious. I like it. So it's been stricken from the record. We, ne we don't talk about the last Olympics and any of those uh, speedy walking events. Yeah, I get that. All right. Okay, I think we've fleshed out enough. I think that's quite good. All right. Next step, folks, we're going to create characters. So we're going to do the same thing again. I want you all to roll the 2d6 and let me know what uh, what values you get. Got a six. Sarah got a six. I got 12. Oh, I think David's going first then. Oh, look at you, David. That's <laughs> you twice. Uh, Mark. Seven. All right, so it's going to go. I'm just going to check that the symbol on the dice is a six and not a one. All right, double check. Okay, fair enough. So we're going to go in this order of David, Mark, and Sarah to create characters. Excuse me. So David, I want you to think of I, I want you to think of and then describe a character, any kind of character you want to be, which is a part of this world that we've just created. Um, this world, which is, as I'll just remind you, is a science fiction slash Scooby Doo themed world, which is mysterious but also houses this large museum, the world's largest doll collection, Barbie doll collection. Actually. Um, and like we said before, off stream, but just for the audience, you can be anything you want. You could even be a concept or something. Uh, and so we do that. So we just do, if you just think of a quick bio about who's the, who, what is the character or who is the character you would like to play? I think I'm going to be the previous, the essence. Or some kind of like maybe a ghost or something, but the essence of the Tate Modern before it became this creepy doll museum. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right. How would you manifest yourself? I would open doors for people. I would, if there's computer screens, I would talk, talk through the computer screens at people over the over the tamoy, like that mysterious voice that appears over the tamoy. Okay. So a bit like, uh, um, for example, like a HAL 3000S type thing, perhaps. Yes. Cool. Yes. But um, obviously not rather than an AI, it is more the, the spirits. Of... It's, it's like, um, so I can't remember the word of it. Mark will probably tell me now. When, when a building cre creates the memory of things that have been there. It's... Stone tape theory. Stone tape theory. Yeah, there we go. Kind of like that. The building has, because it's had so many people in it, it's kind of absorbed their energy and become sentient in a way. Cool. And so for for just the sake of the uh, thing, so you're just going to refer to yourself as the essence of the Tate Modern, uh, or or entity previously known as the Tate Modern? Yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to relate it to, to, to Prince. <laughs> um, but yeah, the <laughs> building previously known as the Tate Modern. Fantastic. Okay, building previously known. And there's a, there's a weird, like, triangle, upside-down triangle with lines going through it. And it's well, I'm, sure that, I'm sure the Tate Modern has some sort of terrible logo that we all don't know that is the Tate Modern. 
Who's he? Oh no, it's like it's an old, it's an old uh, and and it's an old Pollock painting. Oh man, <laughs> building previously known <laughs> as the Plate Modern. Fantastic. Okay, so with that in mind, David, with this wonderful concept that you come up with, I want you to think of four skill verbs that apply to your character. So these could be, you know, in normal RPGs, I say normal, in any RPG, you normally get stuff like um, athletics, acrobatics, survival, stealth, whatever. I want you to think of four unique skill things that are particular to your character. So, for example, for our, uh, our other one shot where we had the concept of the wind, we had blowing, as in blowing the wind, uh, all that sort of thing. But basically, we're going to nail it down to four things. So the first, so I want you to have a skill that you're amazing at, a skill that you're good at, a skill that you're bad at, and a skill that you're horrible at. And each yeah, of so it's amazing, good, good, uh, bad, and horrible at. And each one of those skills uh, has a modifier to it. So normally, when we're doing a mechanic, uh, when we're doing a mechanic, when you're doing a role, you roll two d six plus one of your modifiers, essentially. So if you the skill that you'll be amazing at will be a plus two. The skill that you're good at is a plus one. The skill that you're bad at is a minus one, and the skill that you're horrible at is a minus two. So, what uh, skills are you thinking? So the amazing skill mm -hmm. is going to be observation. Because I'm the building, I can see everything that's going on in there. There's cameras and things, and I'm, I'm aware. So not observation, awareness. Awareness. Is probably the better idea. I'm aware of the building and things that are going on in there. Good. Um, well, it's the way I guess this is the way I know how to think about how to play a building. Um, the horrible one is going to be physical interaction. <laughs> movement. Movement. Okay. I'm not running anywhere. Don't worry. Well, you can't run. There's, what's running? No, no. I, get, I can't move quickly anywhere. Uh, yeah, can't. Well, can't be like that. Can't get quickly anywhere. That's the skill. All right. Can't. can't. Uh, well, I go. Maybe just have it get quickly anywhere. Because what's going No, no, no. So the. I'm a I can't move. No, no, no. So what? This, this is the thing. So your four skills, the other two players will also have. That's the thing. So yes, that. That's what I'm trying to get to. So I think it's just. Um, move move quickly is what it is because you're going to be bad at it. Yeah, move quickly. Move quickly. So that's your bad one. Move quickly. That's my horrible one. Yep, your horrible one. Yep. Uh, so two more. Maybe any, any any hints from the audience as to how ghost building would, uh, would... maybe uh like information or or, or information uh that's kind of what awareness no, um, I thought awareness it was like you can see things not knowledge of history uh knowledge, how about knowledge of art history not yeah well the tape kind of has a lot of other things in it but yeah we just say art history how about how about knowledge... it's really related to archaeology there how about so knowledge of of useless things <laughs> <laughs> I... You went there, not me. I'm more thinking about I'll... the Tate itself rather than anything else. Anybody in the Twitch chat that wants to uh, offer any other ideas to go with this is more than welcome. Absolutely. Uh, just for those in the in, in the chat and things who don't, the Tate is a modern art gallery in London. Um, <laughs> knowledge of distasteful. <laughs> lots of weird shit in there. 
Yeah. But audience participation in the chat is encouraged for this game, is mm -hmm. it not? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what was it? Knowledge of useless? Useless things. A plus one. That would be a plus one for David's one, yeah. Uh, but for, mm. for, but we'll go to the other players in a second. So knowledge of useless things. And what's your what's uh, I would just, just point out that in the chat, the Archeo Gaming Collective have noted that archaeology isn't useless mostly. Ah, well, mostly. Ah, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know what the one shot is yet, but uh, maybe, but maybe we'll find out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be bad at human interaction. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm now changing all of the skills that I've just chosen because you've just taken half of them for your character. <laughs> uh, let's say for interacting with. How about interacting with non-building beings? <laughs> On building. Okay, so your skills, as I've got down, uh, just to correct me, uh, you're you're very good. Uh, sorry, you're uh, amazing, David. Your character, the building previously known as a Tate Modern, is amazing at awareness. You're good at knowledge of useless things. You're bad at interacting with non-building beings, and you're awful at moving quickly. So those four Most skills. Like <laughs> those those real life. Those four skills. Uh, both Sarah and Mark also have, but their modifier is a is a plus zero. Just means you get the skill to use, but it's a plus zero for you currently. All right, Mark, I'm gonna go to you yes. next. Yes, you can. What's your character concept? What works in this strange world where there's a science fiction theme of Scooby Doo, and we have already got the previous uh, building known as a Tate Modern here. Um. My my character's name is Arthur Pipistrell. Excellent. Um, Arthur is a collector of Cabbage Patch Kid dolls. Nice. He has the world's largest collection, and he considers that Barbie and Ken are a sellout to the doll world. Whoa! Ooh! Whoa! Them some fighting words. They are some fighting words. Um, so, uh, can, are you able to give us a physical description of what of who Arthur, what Arthur looks like? Um, it, uh, yes, imagine a mouse, only a bit bigger. Are you one of those things that kind of uh, rats? <laughs> <laughs> Very whiskery. <laughs> you tickle me every now and then, scratch me every now and then. Favors brown as as a clothing color of choice. Okay, mouse-like. Slightly annoying voice. Excellent. Brilliant. All right. So then, Mark, or Arthur, as you are now known as, um, same, th same, uh, same thing for you. So four skills that you, uh, that you have that are unique to you, so to speak. One that you're amazing at, one that you're good at, one that you're bad at, and one that you're awful at. Uh, Arthur has a plus two in pedantry. Pedantry. <laughs> Excellent. It's annoyingly pedantic. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yep. Um, my plus one, I'm going to take from the um, chat conversation and I'm going to go with um, Animal Whisperer. Oh. oh my plus one. That's going to be mine. So thanks, thanks for that one, chat. Animal Whisperer, brilliant. Uh, he does sadly have a minus one in fashion. 
Uh, fashion sense has that. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, and and awkwardly, a minus two in reading, or it could possibly be reading. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so we've got pedantry, animal whispering, fashion sense. Uh, uh, to, to be pedantic, that's animal whisperer. Oh, very good. Animal <laughs> whisperer. All right. So those four skills, both David and Sarah, you also have those, but at a zero as well. Brilliant. And finally, last but by no means least, Sarah. Right. So yes, I am going to be the crazy bird lady that sits on the steps of the museum. <laughs> Excellent. Crazy bird lady. Uh, and I will be called uh, Maud. Nice. Great name. And... Uh, my she's Maud, Maud's always fed the birds outside the museum, but she's always wanted to make the things inside. No matter what the museum was, she was like, "Oh, I could do that! Oh, I could do that!" Oh, that's amazing! I love that. <laughs> um, I was going to have a bir uh, bird whisperer or animal whisperer as uh, my plus two, but oh. I've decided to throw a curveball, and my plus two is surprisingly Maud is very good at backflips. <laughs> <laughs> a secret secret, secret skill yeah yeah it. she right. looks all weak and feeble on the steps but she can backflip her way out of any situation i love that i like the idea it's not even physical but it could also be verbal uh, yeah <laughs> brilliant so backflips um got a plus one in like baffling people with my ramblings baffling people ramblings perfect and i'm struggling on my bad ones so i'm very welcome to suggestions Things. There was MacGyver skills. Say that again. There was, there was MacGyver skills in the chat. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I like that MacGyver skills. So is that something you're bad at or awful at? I'm going to get, uh, that's, that'll be a minus one. MacGyver, so that's your, something you're bad at. Any other suggestions from chat? I can't. I haven't got it open at the moment. There was electronic whiz. <laughs> uh, I think there was trap, trap construction and disarmament was another one. Yes. Ooh. Okay, so tra you're very bad at disarmament. Very bad. Traps. Yeah, because I want all the birds to be free. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so you're like, I, I'll help, and then you stick your hand in it and go, ah! <sighs> Okay, so trap disarmament is something you're... No, Maud's trying to disarm a trap. Oh, no, we can't. <laughs> yeah. Save yourselves. <laughs> you on my roof again. She's after the spikes. Walk quickly in the other direction. <laughs> Walk at oh, an increasing oh, pace. Again. <laughs> All right, so just to clarify, so your skills, uh, and for the other two as well, but these are at a, a plus zero, we have backflipping, baffling people with rambling, MacGyver skills and trap disarmament. But it's also been suggested that she's she's bad at trap disarmament, but she thinks that she's really good oh, at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think for the cause of releasing mm. these yeah. birds. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. The final thing we have to do is that we've got so far we've got 12 skills. Uh, I need to now come up with the other four skills to make the setting work. So let's just see what we've got. <laughs> Awareness, knowledge of useless things, interacting with non-building beings, moving quickly, uh, pedantry, animal whisperer, 
fashion sense, reading slash reading, backflips, baffling people with rambling, the Gyver skills, and trap disenarmament. And I'm just going to remind you guys that this is a science fiction slash Scooby-Doo setting, which is mysterious, but also ha has a museum of the world's largest Barbie door collection. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> there's, also, there's, there's meant to be some connection to archaeology in this as well. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying to do. Uh, okay, so uh, I think... So. Digging. Yeah, let's put digging in there. Good idea, chaps. All right, digging is one. Ooh, look at that sound. Um, got disarming traps. You've got talking. You've got interacting. Uh, yeah. If there's any, if there's any uh, extra skills in the chat, please let us know. Those people are watching the chat. That would also be helpful. Let's go look around the room for inspiration. Uh, oh, I know. Maybe moving slowly. We've got moving quickly. Let's have moving slowly as well. We've got our, we've got the science side covered with knowledge of useless things. Yes. So I assume I, yeah, it's a justification for that. Um, okay, stealth has been suggested. Yep. All right. Um, how? Oh, how about making sense of uh, a map or, or making sense of directions, like using directions or something like that? That's map reading. Map reading. There we go. Map reading. Orienteering. Orienteering, map, map reading, orienteering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What have we done? I think I've just deleted. No, I haven't. <laughs> I was like, I hope you've not deleted the chat because we need that. No, uh, I thought I deleted all my notes. Yeah, nav navigational skills has been suggested oh, to sum that up. Brilliant. Thank you, chat. Well, yeah, navigation skills. Perfect. Do you need any more? One more, no, if there is one. I'm going to take one. I'm going to take a suggestion. It's, it's not an actual suggestion from the chat, but it's a word that's been used in the chat, which is enthusiasm. <gasps> um, Yes, we'll have that enthusiasm. It's, it's either that or identifying pottery shards, <laughs> which wasn't in the chat. But, no, yeah. no, uh, we've got digging. That covers it. It's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mixing random ingredients together is another suggestion. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh... Not, not eating artifacts is another one. <laughs> We'll get all of this in. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> I love that. There's obviously the, the meme of what you do with sciences, and it's like, can you uh, based on can you lick it? Mm. What, what was yeah, that? Banging, what? banging rocks together. <laughs> you know what? What what was that one about mixing things together? Uh, mixing random ingredients together. All right, I'm going to get rid of moving slow. Actually, that mm. probably we'll have that mixing random ingredients together because I really like that one. Thank yeah, you. there's a lot of suggestion that licking artifacts is okay. I, I can assure you it's not because I played a game of Solemn Veil where I licked the walls of a mine to see whether it was safe and it didn't go well. No. All right, so we have our 16 skills. We have our 16 skills. We've got awareness, knowledge of useless things, interacting with non-building beings, moving quickly, a pedantry, animal whisperer, fashion sense, reading slash reading, Backflips, baffling people with ramblings, MacGyver skills, trapped disarmament, and now we've got digging, mixing random ingredients, <laughs> navigation skills, and enthusiasm. And those for the, my players, that's a plus zero in those as well. Right. Okay, so we've created our setting. We've created our characters. Next, what we're going to do, we're going to have five minutes where I'm going to go on mute and panically write a whole <laughs> one shot about this. Um, the one thing I would say, uh, I will ask my players to engage the chat and chat about themselves about what they think this could be. 
Um, and also give me a timer as well of five minutes when I say so, because that will be useful. Uh, yep. Anyway. Um, but uh, there's one last thing. Oh, I'll quickly talk about the mechanic before we do that. So the mechanics are any time... They're, 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 you know, a player wants to do something, a character wants to do something, and the outcome may be uh, questionable or in some doubt. I'm going to ask the players to roll a d uh, 2d6 and then uh, use one of the skills that they have for it. Now they can justify what skill they want to use, but I'm going to be cruel and say it. I think it's this or so something that they might be bad at. Now, if they get, where is it? If they get a six or lower, that is a failure. So they do not get to do what they want to do. If it's between a six and a nine, it's a mixed success. So they get what they want to do, but at a cost. They only get partially what they want. And then finally, a 10 to 12, that is a full success. They get exactly what they want. And that's basically it. If, it, if, at, any one, if at any one point they do fail a check, they can put a little tally and basically they can add a plus one to the next check they do up to a maximum plus two. Uh, and as soon as they use that, it goes back away. Then, so basically, the idea is that it, you know, we're failing forward. Essentially, you're not always going to be failing at stuff. But as we've played, well, most of us have played in the game with David. Failing forward is not something that he's very good at. So, we'll find out how I'm that very works. good at the failing. Yes, brilliant. I've had my dice rolls this month. Uh, well, for this year, I think now in this game. Um, so yeah. Brilliant. All right. So I'm going to go on mute. Uh, when the five minutes is up, whoever can keep keeping charge, just wave, you know. just wave at me because I'm going to take my headphones off to concentrate. Uh, I'll see you in a bit, chaps. Uh, best Good luck. Right. So how can we ruin Fiona's life? Okay. <laughs> so here we go. We have five. Fiona has five minutes to write an entire campaign. We have five minutes to uh, decide how to make her life difficult during this game. So yes, the chat is is uh, we are open to suggestions. Yes, and I can now finally see the chat. <laughs> we are very much about interacting with the chat today. We want we want people to be involved yeah. and uh, provide the funny that I'm going to fail to provide. Yeah, absolutely. Pushes we along when we need it. We we will endeavour to provide um, a, a, an interesting and amusing and entertaining game scenario based on whatever rubbish we just came up with. Let's rely on the chat to put some archaeology into it on our behalf. This sounds like a plan with no drawbacks. Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess there's people somewhere in the chat that actually know what archaeology is, other than time team where you do speed and you dig big holes really really quickly with a digger i know what archaeology is we watched the mummy the other day oh <laughs> as, as long as it's got imatep in it it's fine it's got mummies in it was that the one with tom cruise no 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 the original Good version then <laughs> the proper one, the proper one. Yeah. <laughs> i can tell you a lot about space archaeology Space archaeology. Ooh. Yeah. For, the, for the benefit of the chat, we're we're enjoying this too much because we've just finished playing a campaign which David ran of um, Free League's new Aliens RPG, and it was um, yeah, there was a lot of death. Mm, yes, uh, there was a lot of death. A lot more death if I'd have realised that the the character sheets were wrong. Mm. Uh, but yes, it was it was a that was a good week, good good 
good couple of sessions. Yeah, it, uh, if anybody wants to watch us playing aliens and, and dying horribly, they can do so on David's um, drunken storyteller Twitch stream. Uh, it was uh, randomly murdering people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he meets them and he shoots them in the head for no real reason. Okay, then here we go. So first, you have to examine the dolls for cultural significance then break them into categories, then rank those categories by time era. Ooh. I like how the fact that, that the break is not really specified here. Mm. Are we breaking the individual parts into categories? No, These no, are the I, arms, the, the arms. These are the legs. <laughs> I, th I think we can break them into categories easily as Barbie and Ken. <laughs> uh, there we go. So they're broken into two categories. That's fine. And in some dark corner, there is a Cindy somewhere. We don't talk about Cindy. The secret of Cindy. To be fair, Arthur doesn't talk about Barbie and Ken. <laughs> has, has Arthur seen things? Arthur's too busy with his Cabbage Patch Kid collection to see things. We've got another minute or so before we need to wave at Yes, Fiona. we have. Uh, Fiona has one minute. I'm going to message her on Discord. Oh, she's, I think she, she looked up then and, and kind of grinned at us. I think she's listening. She, uh, yeah, she's taking her headphones off, but she's got them turned up sufficiently that she can hear everything we've been saying. Sneaky, sneaky. Especially the bits about her. <laughs> oh, apparently we also have to map them. We have to map them? Oh, in all well, the, the areas of the museum? Like, the heads at the top and the feet are at the bottom. Uh, I'm just going to make sure. Ah, is that when we need the black and white stick next to them with the photograph? Yes, yes. Photograph them, map them, photograph them, <laughs> repatriate them. <laughs> and as Arthur might want, melt them down. <laughs> We are in England, and, and therefore we... Well, you guys are in England. Um, I have messaged Fiona on Discord and told her there's 60 seconds to go, but she's ignored me. Can't do anything without proper documentation. Um, there's a risk... Well, there we go, that's about time. <laughs> yeah. Like, there we go. Right, everybody wave at Fiona. Hi, Fiona. <laughs> I think he knows. There we go. Oh, uh, well, will that last Google? Let me just finish that last Google. Right, you have to unmute yourself, Fiona, otherwise we won't know what you've done. Oh, what have I done? Uh, I was doing a last <laughs> Google for something. Uh, That's called cheating. Well, no, you know what? We'll do it live, shall we, folks? <laughs> Wait. It'll like be this. fine. The, yes. the chat's been very helpful on the archaeology while you've been gone. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, we've also been told of Whoops. we're allowed to burn them. Burn burn what? The chat? I don't want to do that. I don't know them. No, no, the dolls. Oh. The doll. Oh, no. Oh, well, uh, let me just... No, burn them if they're cursed. <laughs> oh, that, that's our no, idea gone. But I, 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 I'm not a fan of the heat. I'm English, yeah. I don't like the... Oh. <laughs> so, I have okay. a very, very poorly sketched idea. Um, are you guys ready to play You Awaken in a Strange Place? 
we were ready to play, Fantastic. you awaken in a strange place. Okay. I don't know whether the chat is ready to watch no, us play, but we are ready to play. <laughs> okay. So, you awaken in a strange place, including you, the entity of previously known as the Tate Modern. It's weird. For so long, you as a Tate Modern, you've known things are coming and going through your doors. You feel the rooms, you know busy with life a moment, but currently right now, dead. You are awake and you can sense it. You're sort of in and out of it. And you know that there are two people within the grand main hall, which I, and it's, I think it's called the Turbine Hall, but I didn't have time to check. Hall, yeah. um, with two people in it. Um, you see a, a lady... There's in it. Yes, yes, that's the one. Uh, you see a lady uh, covered in bird seed maybe looking a little bit dour, maybe uh, with a bit of um, scratches and claw marks, perhaps, of, of various times that she's disarmed traps to get birds out and the birds haven't been as grateful. Uh, you also see what we've described as a mouse of a man <laughs> wearing brown, <laughs> called Arthur. Uh, you are both there and and you both, both Arthur and Maud, maybe you've known each other, maybe you've just you've, you've passed each other earlier, but you've just... At a moment, and suddenly you blink, and you are here within the grand, uh, sort of main turbine hall of the what the what was previously known as Tate Modern, but as we all know, it is now called the Barbie's Dream House. Um, you look down, and you can see both of you has a little badge that says "Hello, my name is" and your name is stamped on it, uh, and it's ridiculously flowery writing, uh, big smiles, and lots of stickers, essentially. And as you look around the turbine hall, it has changed somewhat. Uh, Maud, I know you're sitting on the outside with the birds, perhaps, uh, but you've not been in, certainly in many years, because nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever goes out. And you look around, and the walls themselves, they are daubed with various, like, stick figure drawings of what looks like thousands of people, like, you know, tall people, short people, big, round short and thin, uh, almost like kids' drawings, but like at human human-sized height, essentially. As of, almost as if there's been a crowd. And those people who have been to London and been to that grand ho- turbine hall, it is all the way around. Maybe a little on bit. The, not, not, floor, on the top floor and inside the turbine as well, or no, just just like as if when you come when you come into the building, think of it. I didn't want to put this reference in, think of it as a bit Blair Witchy. But not. <laughs> but there's just these stick figures with happy beaming faces, like drawn on. Um, and you, you, both of you look around and you can hear the sound of like applause, but coming from one floor above. And you can see up there, there are lights uh, that you can see both Maud and Arthur. What would you guys like to do? And I'll come to the building previously known as Tate Modern in a second. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's quite an opener. Um, thinking. Hmm. Am I stood with Arthur? Yeah, you are literally as if you yeah. you've just like plumped into existence at the front, one of the front doors, essentially. Mm-hmm. And but you're still you still have all your stuff. You probably have bird seed in one pocket. Maybe you've got a couple of birds under one arm. Uh. Yeah, I've said that now, so that's a thing. Um, 
Yeah, but you have stuff. And the last thing you remember, you were feeding your birds. Maybe you were getting your hand out of one, uh, yet another trap, trying to get a bird out, and then blink and you were here. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is put my birds down because they might want to leave and we might be able to follow them to an exit. <laughs> you put them down, one of them sort of keels over a little bit uh, and then gets righted by the other two. Popped back up. Ooh. What about you, Arthur? What are you thinking? Arthur uh, looks at Maud. Hello. 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 Are you Arthur? Yes. You can see it. It's on my badge. <laughs> my name is Arthur. And this. He reaches into a, a rucksack and pulls out um, a cabbage patch doll mm -hmm. <laughs> with a, a slightly green face. This is Lorna. Say hello to Lorna, Maud. Oh, Lorna looks a bit menacing. I'm not sure if I want to say hello. Say hello to Lorna, Maud. Hello, Lorna. In the background, you hear a kind of deep, resonant, almost echo of that. Hello, Lorna. <laughs> Lorna doesn't like you, Maud. She's going away now. He puts Lorna back in his backpack. I like the idea that the backpack is, you can now now that you know it's there, it's almost at, like off one side behind Arthur's uh, <laughs> like head, staring at you, Maud. <laughs> oh dear! Arthur now looks like Zayford Beeblebrox with a Lorna <laughs> head. Yeah, on yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I think as a oh. Arthur, have you been here before? Yes, I've been here before. Do you come here often? I was here when it was taped, you know. It's before strange. all of that was put here. How did you get here today? Well, it's quite interesting. I got a number 36 from Dulwich until I could get to the tube, and then I took the circle line as far as uh, Paddington. I changed, and then I went to Trouble Square, uh, got off there, uh, I had a quick walk around, and a nice sandwich in that sandwich shop just off Trafalgar Square. You know, that little side bread. Can't remember its name. I forget now. I wouldn't know. They don't let me in. Do they not? No. Uh, I'm not surprised. But, uh, yes, anyway, it was a lovely sandwich and cheese and pickle it was. The, the clapping is still going on, by the way, like up the stairs as you're having this conversation. Uh, the building previously known as the Tate, you sort of, you know, it's you're taking your time to wake up and you are aware of these two entities talking inanely. Like, it's weird, but normally you would just... The, the, the name chatter it drown you drowns out. So you can't pick out various people's names, uh, names, voices. But you sort of shift your consciousness down to the uh, entrance hall. You hear you have that little exchange of "Hello, Lorna," uh, and there's a there is a, conveniently a speaker box right next to where these two are. You can shift in at any point. Would you two mind? 
keeping it down a little. The curry that was flushed last night has left me with a headache. Slightly crackly, but also kind of slightly sleepily, maybe what you'd expect a hungover person to sound like. And and as you look at the speaker, both of you, you can see almost like a face has appeared, uh, Disney style, uh, with the sort of things. And as as the voice comes out, the speaker also moves animation style. The lips protrude. Oh, yeah, exactly. And as well, uh, the building previously known as the Tate Modern, you know that you can also hear, now you can hear the clapping. That's very unusual to hear clapping unless, well, the, an event, some sort of celebratory what event happening. What time is it? Time? Do we, do we, have, do, do we have, like, obviously, um, there's going to be clocks in the building. Yeah. There are <laughs> clocks inside me, so... Um... Sorry. Um, there's currently no clocks in the big turbine hall, famously. I think we should make our way upstairs. Can the, can the essence of the Tate see anything up there? I can hear noises and it's doing things to me. The, the, the clapping is vibrating inside me. Um, it's not not fun. There, there, there should be more people, and it's usually more calming than this weird quiet, but not quiet. Can I see inside that room? Can That's I do an awareness? Question. Yes, you that? can. So 2d6 plus your awareness and tell me what the result is. Wait. Welcome back to my normal dice rolling. Yay. With the plus two, that is a five. Five. Unfortunately, that is a failure. But because you failed, you can take one to your next roll, if you wish to. Um, so you are again. You're sh- you're shrugging off that curry you had. Yeah, there's a bigger corporate event at some point. You can't remember when, so it's just taking you this long to shut it out your system. All you know is that it's coming from a room that is. It's weird. It's not been used before, or at least to your knowledge. This is a this is a new room, even for you building previously known as a but you know you know where it is but you can't as you try and shift your consciousness to a nearby security camera or a nearby speaker or, or even one of those um electronic displays where you could put like a oh like an emoji face on and look around it it's something's interfering with your systems the the clapping it's i guess you can see a room can you see where it it is not available to me. It's like someone has booked it out of me. Somebody's booked it in the system and it says private event. Clapping appears to be coming from upstairs. Shall we make our way up? Mm, we should ascend to the upper level. If my memory serves me correctly, I believe there are 23 stairs between this level and the upper level. You are quite, quite right there. Can't say the words. <laughs> you are quite right there. As, as you're saying um, that, they've already left, and you're like, "Damn it!" <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so I'm guessing uh, Arthur is leading the way. So Arthur, can you make for me a navigation skill check? 
Let me know what you get. So that, I think it is just 2d6 plus zero. Uh, it's a seven. A seven. So that is a mixed success. So you start leaning on, and yes, indeed, there are 23 steps up to the next level. You sort of do a little mini, like, fist pump internally, obviously, that you got that right, um, leading the way. Uh, when you get to the top there, you can see that there are lights, like almost like sconces at various points. As you get closer to these sconces, you can see that they're not made out of well, what a traditional sconce would be made out would be. Some sort of iron, maybe some metal with some rag in it, with some oil, perhaps. No, these, it's weird. It looks like it's made, the whole thing is made out of little bricks and almost they've been made together like in some sort of, I don't know, master builder uh, invention uh, with clear bricks acting as a fire, essentially, with some sort of light inside. And they sort of light your way, but it's sort of, it's weird. It, as you go to the top, the clapping, it starts to echo around the whole room. So you're not entirely sure which direction to go. So you get to the top and you can see maybe you're at like a, a T-junction, essentially. So you get to the top and there's like left, right and forward. And you can't really pinpoint where the clapping is coming from. But it sounds like there are lots of clapping. You can hear a couple of like, woohoo's as well. And yay! And ah, yay! Lots of different heights I can hear and things that sound like clapping coming out of my window at the moment. I think there's a moth or a wasp or a hornet. I was going to say, probably your hornets. That's <laughs> For the benefit of the chat, uh, David has discovered today that there is a hornet's nest above his room. So, uh, yes, if, if he disappears, it's, and disappear. it's hornet related. Yeah. Okay. Right. I need to be replaced by a hornet at some point. Just out of universe for a moment there. Okay. Um, so these sconces look like they're made of um, Lego. Yes. Or a, or a brand of Lego if we need to be, other Lego alternatives are available. So Duplo then? Oh, there's, it's, it's more. Sm no, it's the really micro bricks ones, the really rubbish ones. Oh, the really small ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, but uh, that, but that means they are. In I, used, I used to sell those. They used to be in in the gift shop. Yeah, but that means that these sconces are really intricate. So like from a far away view, they look like actual sconces, but really close up. So you think this will take us some time to put them all together, but also they're off brand and therefore a bit naff to anyone that's a Lego con connoisseur such as yourself. It's almost as as you walk towards it, it becomes a bit pixelated. Uh, you know what? It's exactly like that. <laughs> Are we now playing in Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so you have an option of going left, right, or for, uh, left, right, or forward. What's the plan? Are, are there any stick figures on this level? Oh, good question. There aren't any on this particular level. Instead, there are other drawings um, of various scenes, almost like um, like cave drawings to an extent. And you can see again, it looks like the it looks like the building that you're in because you recognise it's the Tate Modern. It's a really ugly looking building, um, and you see lots of people like, but it's like really small swiggles. And then there's a, a big scuffly thing that happens, and then people leaving the building, and then lots of little sad faces, but very very small, but loads of them. Very sad at the people. And there's different scenes pictured around uh, of different things, essentially. Uh, you know, one is like a picture of a, a small child holding what looks like two action figures together, looking really, really happy. Uh, another one is um, maybe, I'm trying to think of anything, what, what, what do ch children do? Uh, they, um, 
there are there, there's like a, a little cooking station perhaps that's been drawn and somebody's like like trying to sell plastic sandwiches and giving fake money and all that sort of thing. Somebody has a market stall stand, as I used to have one as a kid. Uh, like a a little dingy till. Yeah. Bung! Yeah, exactly. Well, what I would Dude. say is that those are the drawings on the wall. There isn't anything like that. Like It looks like an old art gallery. You know, there's, there's some seats and stuff like that, but it doesn't seem to be any debris. There doesn't seem to be anything littering the hallways. The hallways themselves are clear. Do I recognise the artwork or is it something that is new to me as well? It is brand new to you as well. You probably come into another speaker at the top or one of those electronic boards, whatever you see fit. And yeah, this is actually it's shocking to you. It's a small little iPad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? It's an iPad that one, of the, other two can, one of the other two can pick up. <laughs> and we can carry around with us. Yes. Well, and it's you know what? It's got a hundred percent battery because it's been plugged in all this time, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about it. Um, but yes, so you've been picked up and and taken around. But yeah, even for you, and maybe you feel a bit strange about it because essentially you woke you basically the building that uh, formerly known as Tate Modern. You've woken up with a ton of tattoos that you didn't know you had and don't know who's done them or what, how you got them essentially, and they're all on your insides. I feel like I have gone to this place that I have heard mentioned called Ibiza. I've got a raging headache and there's these drawings on me. I've heard this is a thing you humans like to do. There's like a party and then people draw on each other. Well, these look like prehistoric cave art. It looks very primitive, indeed. So. Is there is there anything around that tells us what the date and is a discarded newspaper perhaps Ooh, or a, a magazine or something? Why don't Arthur? Why don't you roll a awareness check for me? Because I'm rubbish at rolling. I know. <laughs> I look, I've rolled a ten. A ten, so you succeed. I yes. have genuinely rolled a ten. I didn't make it up. No, I I know. Great, so, it's a ten. Very good. Um, so yes, you um, you conveniently look around, and there is a uh, a a, um, a ah. You look at the iPad that has the being formerly known as a Tate Modern on it, and in the little corner it says five minutes past midnight on the day. I think it is. Right. Okay. So it, it, it's not suddenly like the 1800s or something. No, 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 no. Like, right. yeah, you've not been taken. You've not travelled in time. Okay. Per se. Well, you know, you've travelled in time, but not like maybe a couple of hours. Right. Okay. So we've just travelled in logic. Yes. That mysterious science fiction thing. Logic. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, probably not good. <laughs> Is um, Iron Maiden single playing five minutes past midnight in the background? Sad I've enough. got a funny feeling I know why there's a lot of clapping. Oh dear. But, but Arthur doesn't because no. that's uh, that's not common knowledge yet. So <laughs> let's just plough on regardless, shall we? I'm very <laughs> intrigued by all this clapping. Well, the clapping's coming from up here, but I think we need to look for some kind of information board to see where we need to go. As you say that, um, the screen of the iPad starts to flicker and change as I try to portray that to you. 
and I don't know whether it works or not, what would I need to roll for that to, to portray an information map board? A map board? Um, I would say... Ooh, let me look at your skills, everyone. Uh, ooh. Enthusiasm? Enthusiasm. Knowledge of useless things. I was, was going to say knowledge of useless things or MacGyver skills because you're trying to get something and then try and show it on the on the map, perhaps. We've already done navigation, it, it, so... I, I would say knowledge of useless things because it's myself and the only thing that is useful about this map is the fact that it's about myself and nothing else in the world. All right, I'll let so you, a, I'll let you have an, that, even though I know it's a plus one to you. So that's 2d6 plus one. Uh, let me know what you get. I've just lost one of the dice across the floor, um, but they both come out as three, so it's a six plus one is seven. Oh, a mixed success. All right. So what happens is that you uh, you can p you ping, and a really cute 3D model comes up of the tape, and conveniently you manage to triangulate um, where the clapping is from, and you sort of point, and it is down a corridor, whatever one I said. Like, let's go right, um, and you sort of pings, but unfortunately it takes up a lot, a lot of your energy. Your battery life goes down to fifty percent. So you might need to find some other source of power to keep you if you're going to keep mobile and stuff because you are aware that it's it's quite a struggle for you to keep moving from place to place, shifting your consciousness, so to speak. But you... and as as it comes up, you just hear a kind of in from the screen. <laughs> then the image appears and it flashes at this point. Yeah, and you just see it is not the room that you kind of expect to see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a room <laughs> off of us. Yeah, I know. I, I just I'm trying not to look at your face. Um, so yeah, it's it's a room. Oh, it's a storm. Oh, very cool. Uh, so there is yeah. So you it pings and you both Maud and uh, Arthur. You look up and you can see. Yeah, you can actually hear the clapping. And now you can hear sort of a little as somebody as if somebody's giving a small talk. Um, in one of the one of the halls, one of the big art gallery halls. Uh, down one of the ways. What would you guys like to do? I think we should investigate this. Definitely. Mm. Totter off down the hall. All right. Mm. Are you are you moving quickly? Um, I would say a speed walk. All right. Uh, let's. How about everybody make for me a move quickly roll, including you, for being that is a Tate modern, and let me know what people get. Ten. Six. Best failure. Can't see it, David. <laughs> Mark, you know these dice. Is it um, two sixes? Yeah. That look. That looks like two sixes to me. Yes. All right. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, that's in dice two six. I like these dice. I'm going to use these more often. And yeah. that's with a minus, and then I have to have a minus, minus two, two because I'm horrible at moving. But that's that's ten. That's ten. So that's two uh, successes, one failure. Two successes and a maud. And a maud. <laughs> Absolutely. I mauded it again. Yeah. Maybe maud. You're 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 sort of getting there, and you again maybe you realise. The, the your pigeons or your birds, sorry, are behind you. And you're like, oh, and of course they're they're tootling along and they're not moving as quickly, so you're maybe left behind a little bit. But you you I catch have to go it. back for them. Yeah, maybe you drop one. And you're like, oh no, Cedric! Cedric, <laughs> you pick Cedric up and put him in your pocket. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you do get there eventually, but you have made a little bit of noise. 
getting there. But you think overall you've done all right. You get to two great big oak doors, which I know is very traditional in the modern Tate modern. Um, but there's the cracked jar. Uh, the doors are cracked ajar. Or they are ajar, cracked open. I don't know words. There's a gap. Okay, there's a gap which you can look through. Um, there are sconces all the way forward as well. Uh, and you can peek in, see what is happening. And inside, it is a vast, huge sort of chamber decked out with various different sort of, I'd say, different size seats, but none bigger than like a, a child's, like, a you know, an under five's stool, essentially. And on every single stool is sat all manner of children's toys. You have, in one corner, you have... A load of action men and Professor X's. No, Mr. X. I can't remember what he's called. The the evil dude and that. Uh, you have on the other side. You have uh, various big walking dolls. You also have pull pull toys or whatever, and they're all sort of sitting there waiting silently. It looks very much like a council chamber. One may say. Um, you can also see dotted around this chamber. There looks to be several different sort of bears. Uh, all of different colours, all with different symbols on their chests. They're all sort of standing there, each with like a spear made out of uh, candy canes uh, or, or with a sharpened edge to it. And every so often they sort of like on the floor now, and they always sort of say, Toys are rust, Toys are rust, Toys are rust, Toys are rust. As the various uh, council sessions come to a close. At the top, in between the different. <laughs> I can't look at David now. Um, you can see that the different rows of chairs, uh, that they're all facing each other. You say several rows on one side, several rows on the other side, and they're sort of facing each other. In the middle, you see on almost like a little stage, uh, across almost like a, um, a po two podiums, essentially, facing each other. On, on a very precarious sort of like little books and little bits of stuff that are basically made up because both these speakers talking across each other and sh sort of discussing it really passionately um, of quite short, small plastic dolls. On one side, you have a plastic doll with long blonde hair in a in a beautifully pink fitness activewear outfit. On her feet, you see very pink shoes with almost sort of like suckers on, and she has suckers on her hand as well. She also has uh, like a plastic molded uh, headset with a cassette player on her side. Uh, looking like very 90s, very sort of cute. And she's doing a lot of hand waving and sort of, you know, talk to the hand and then doing various active poses, essentially. Uh, on the other side... Active wear. Active wear, exactly. On the other side, you see uh, a less glamorous looking plastic doll. Uh, similar sort of shape, similar sort of hairdo, etc. But not as glamorous, just like very generic clothing. Uh, almost like... Um, a bit more of an off-brand classic doll. On the back, you can see making out the words Stacy, but you're not entirely sure, essentially. So you have two dolls sort of talking to each other, and they're talking very passionately in very high-pitched voices, because again, you're quite, I'd say you're quite far away from them looking through the store, like almost Brady Bunch style, and you can hear they're all sort of passionately arguing at each other whilst you have these bear guards around and everyone's listening in awe and then every so often they're like Arthur leans across to Maud and says I didn't know better 
I'd say this was some kind of meeting between female stereotype Barbie <laughs> and cheap imitation Barbie. Uh, can you roll for me, uh, pedantic, please? <laughs> Uh, that's an 11 plus 2, 13. You're quite correct. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed it is. <laughs> well, as as Mar- the battery starts dying, you hear, come on, Barbie, let's go party. Slowly fade out as the iPad dies. <laughs> uh, Maud, hearing Arthur's pedantry, is going to ramble back at him to confuse him of what he's looking at. Ooh, so what are you saying? I'm going to tell him that uh, whilst he may feel that these are stereotypes, that in fact this is clearly a meeting of high intellectual uh, beings. Yes, roll baffling people with ramblings, Maud. Five. Ooh, that is a failure. So whilst Arthur's like, I'm sorry, Maud, <laughs> Lorna disagrees with you. Plus, plus one is six. Is that still a failure? Still a failure, unfortunately. Lorna <laughs> disagrees with you very much, Maud. <laughs> so this is very interesting. So as Arthur's needing to whisper to you, you're not used to this pedantry. <laughs> this is going on. So Maud, you sort of go, well, actually, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then um, Arthur goes, well, Lorna thinks differently. Two things happen, mostly because you've both just shouted at each other in a very quiet moment whilst the sort of the proceedings were coming to a brief gap. You realise as you look in back into the room, every single head of every one of these dolls, every one of these toys, has sort of turned slowly towards you. Um, has their body stayed facing the same way? Oh, it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's basically like. Um, but on top of that, you. Conveniently, Arthur brought out Lorna, right? Yes. Yeah. So what happens is that as you pull out this doll from this thing, from your backpack, you feel it, this doll shift and turn round in your hands. Like the head turns round. I know Cabbage Patch kids don't work like that, but this one does. Turns its head all the way round and goes, "Uh, excuse me, could you let me go? I'm actually late for my appointment. I also don't like being in that backpack. It's very uncomfortable, strictly speaking. How long has he been keeping you in there, Lorna? Oh, ages, ages. You know, I wouldn't have minded being back in my box so I'm more collectible like that. But apparently, the box it got a little bit of a got a little bit of it, and it goes on like this. <laughs> but it's also going at a speed that's very similar to Arthur's. Uh, but also, everyone is now watching the door. <laughs> I, the chat has just informed us that the talk after this on 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 the column is a horror themed talk. So, oh, warming you up, folks. Don't worry. Segway, <laughs> segway in progress. <laughs> um, I, as you're sort of stood there, uh, like sort of as Lorna is speaking, you hear a <laughs> as the guard of the Care Bears comes. <laughs> as, and they go, Toys R Us, Toys R Us, Toys R Us, R Us. Halt! Who goes there? Toys R Us. Um, <laughs> and they open the door a little bit. So he goes, Ah, yes, come in, come in. And Noah's better. Toys R Us. And you see all the. 
<laughs> Can you stop smacking those spears against the floor? It's giving me terrible tummy ache. Ooh, uh, every, every time they smack the cane on the floor, my bird's just like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> just fluttering all around. <laughs> oh, okay. First of all, uh, David, can you make for me interact with non-building beings, please? <laughs> No, no, I can't. Please. <laughs> no, as in I can't. I got a three. Ooh. They ignore you completely. <laughs> no um, surprise. No surprise. Um, the Care Bears will usher you guys in with the with the thing, and they'll make you stand in the little box that is in between the rows, and you see everyone sort of whispering close, like they're going, "Oh, oh, we have new people here. Oh, I hope they've got tickets. Oh." Can I? How how do I enter? Obviously, because it's not a room that I've been aware of before within myself. Does it suddenly become? Do I suddenly become aware of it? For ease, one of these two has an external battery with the correct adapter to plug into that iPad, <laughs> and you're brought in so through that way. That. Yes, I'm okay with that. Yes, yes, for ease. Um, and yeah, in the movies, I'm like. The pixel face on the you're, pixel you're like now. you know what you're like a modern tamagotchi how's that <laughs> but yes and as you're brought into the room uh the being that was formerly known as the tate modern um you suddenly like oh yeah this room yes i remember this room this is the room that had the elephant dung in it that one time oh terrible but oh, can you stop playing snake on me please <laughs> um the leader. I have better uses for my time. The leader of uh, the Barbies of um, Work It Out Barbie turns around and goes, "What is the meaning of this intrusion? Have you come to help us with the motion?" Moses, you are inside me. You are intruding on me. I am unaware of you. Therefore, explain yourselves. And they sort of look, and they, go, they go back to uh, Maud and uh, Arthur and goes, well, it's quite simple, really. Um, everybody left. We had people here for our first exhibition way back when, and, well, we discovered an artefact that made us alive. But only we would, would be alive and, and playing and stuff when there was children around and people who appreciated us. And you can see uh, Opposition Stacy, as we'll call her, uh, sort of fold her plastic arms, sort of, because uh, they're moulded. Uh, and it's like, but they left. They, they, they left because, well, it was the end of the summer holidays and they went back to schools and nobody wanted to see a bunch of washed up toys. And um, well, we stopped, people just stopped coming and then well, the artefact disappeared. And now we are stuck here. No one to play with us, no one to appreciate our, our worth, our, our value, our impact. And now we are just here. And until we find the artifact, we can't leave this place. We don't mean to be here. They sort of, and and Stacey sort of gestures towards the iPad. We don't mean, we don't want to be here anymore, but if we leave this building, well then we we cease to be. It will be uh, like like a death for us. And uh in your hands, uh Arthur, Lorna. It sort of looks and goes, um, well, actually, I had a, I was about to give a talk on, um, on, on how it's important. Um, but obviously, I, well, we're not, we're not allowed to move quickly 
so to speak. Um, so I had to bide my time. So, hitch a lift. So, are you suggesting, says Arthur to Lorna, mm -hmm. that it will be of benefit to you if I help? Looks at work it out, Barbie, and just goes, <laughs> them. Yes, it's and that goes against everything that my brown persona believes in. Lorna puts a, a slightly chubby, soft felt hand on your on your shoulder, well, on, on your knee, because uh, she probably pops it down. And she goes, I know, but there's something called character development. I'm hoping you get towards the end of this one shot. So the way you get that is if you help and given at this one moment <laughs> but also there will be something like if you're able to help there will be something for you I, I, this artifact if, you, if you're able to take the artifact maybe you can get it valued and stuff because once it once we get this artifact out of here get it retrieved we can leave well, the old do, you do you remember where it was last seen uh working out barbie turns to you goes not, not where. Well, it's not a. We call it an artifact, but it's, it's a bit more than that. And they, conveniently, an overhead, uh, uh, old school, uh, projector turns off, <laughs> and the silhouette of what is clearly the original Kendall appears, <laughs> and on it, it's like artifact question mark. Now, Arthur pulls down the screen. Arthur advances to work it out, Barbie, and says, um, you haven't by any chance amongst the people in this room um, got a scientist Barbie and an archaeologist Barbie, have you? <laughs> Why? And then they turn over to um, the expert panel, and you have NASA Barbie... You have all the different variations of Barbies that I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Uh, name a Barbie. She's there. <laughs> Even, Some are just holding beakers. You know what? Even even work from home, Barbie, is in on a laptop. <laughs> are you what, suggesting what, 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 Barbie is is there on a on a a small little iPad and like I don't recognise that iPad. That's not part of me. <laughs> Go for it, Arthur. Are, are you suggesting says Arthur in consultation with the chat yeah. that this is some kind of not the you get an artifact trope. <laughs> I don't know what you why. Uh, I think that uh, Stacy goes, What chat? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know it's a bit stereotypical, this artifact having, having to be a man, but literally, we've narrowed it down. It's not the Dream Camper van, it's not any of the siblings, you know, Ch Chelsea, Stacy, and the other one, what we don't talk about. It has to be Ken. It has to be the original Ken. So the artifact is a Ken doll because I misheard you and thought you said Kindle and thought that would be oh, very strange. That, that would be amazing. What is a Kindle? <laughs> I hold hold me up higher, Arthur. Hold me up higher, um, Maud. Let me see what they are talking about. The camera on the iPad is not not 
not good at this distance. What are they talking about here? Arthur's like, uh, oh, sorry, I've got you on front facing. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just like getting the chins. Don't me so hard. <laughs> the chins. <laughs> Can I attach the uh, iPad to one of my birds? That's a, <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, that's a MacGyver skill. Go for it. Apparently, um... Oh, so no. Super angry shrimp has turned up. Hey. Hey. Apparently, they, they, he thought you were saying Kendall as well. So well, like the, the artifact of the giant mint cake. With mint and chocolate. Sorry, it's it's clearly the accent. Uh, the artifact for those in the chat is a Ken doll, i.e., Barbie's partner, ex-partner. Well, we've not got to that point. Male yet. friend. Male friend. Sure. So sorry, Sarah, uh, Maud, what was the what was yes. the um, so including the minus two, I got zero. Oh, oh, oh no. Okay, so <laughs> No Cedric. No. <laughs> Cedric isn't happy. Couldn't be worse. Couldn't be worse. <laughs> what I was saying, um, so everyone has ten hit points in this game. You take two points of damage as Cedric just go just sort of scratches you and you drop the iPad with the being formerly known as the uh, uh, as um, as, that's the one Tate Modern. I was going to say Modern Tate. Um, as a result of that, so not only do you take damage, Maud, uh Tate Modern, you your front face, uh, your the camera that you're looking out of, so that rear camera is slightly I'm grubby. Like no, it's it's slightly grubby. It's got a bit of bird stuff on it. Uh, so it's still, it's still so. I was going to say, has he not just dropped me face down? So the camera is literally just staring at the floor now. Yeah, it is. And he, or a pigeon comes over, Simon, and it's like... <laughs> and then, uh, pecking at the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this reminds Ooh. me of a time when I used to have security cameras outside until someone started knocking them all off. <laughs> I remember this this lady decided that the birds didn't like them and started messing with all my security. Mm. Can someone stop this pigeon? It is... You have never been this close to a pigeon before. It is not a pleasant experience. I am seeing things that I never wished I'd ever seen in my life. Arthur, with his plus one in animal whispering, will have a word with the pigeon. <laughs> Go for it, <laughs> yes. It's a three. Uh, plus two. Uh, plus one. It's a four. The pigeon looks at you, and you, if a pigeon could roll his eyes, it does. Uh, it rolls one eye and rolls the other eye, and then back and forth. <laughs> um, suddenly, Told you, pigeons the, are weird. The, Can you make it stop doing this? I'm feeling discombobulated. The door on the other side of this room bursts open. And the camera, if it was at your heights, would look up and then not see anything and then look down as a small, uh, looking around the room for anything, any toys, uh, a small, uh, ah, a small pudsy bear dressed as the Tenth Doctor comes running in and it's like, we must find it soon. It is almost dawn. <laughs> and it's like, and so uh, working out Barbie uh, in... in Forget the role play because I realise we've got 40, 34 minutes left. Uh, it says she will organise a crack team to help you if you will find this object for them and you'll be handsomely rewarded. Um, yes, there we go. So, moving on uh, to Act 2. I will, says Arthur. 
Yeah. Arthur says that he will he will promise to help work it out, Barbie, with the task of retrieving the artifact, as long as in return she promises to open a cabbage patch gallery, which is bigger than the Barbie gallery. Is the doctor being chased by some weird people from the future? Oh, good question. Uh, make an awareness check for me, see if you can tell. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, yes, for, for you. Oh, uh, oh, yes, yes, I got nine on that. Nine on that, fantastic. Uh, we'll come to you in a second. Um, so for Arthur, I want you... Hold it. Do pedantic. Again. <laughs> uh, that's a five plus two, seven. Seven, mixed success. She says, we'll put it to a vote. <laughs> And if there is a slight majority, we'll consider it in a committee <laughs> and then probably not do it. But we will. I have heard your concerns and uh, I, 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 we appreciate everything that the Cabbage Pats kids have done for us. And you see at this point Lorna roll her eyes as well. Um, being previously known as a Tate Modern, uh, you look and you can see uh, very, very tiny... Uh, Little toy tanks that have been mocked up to be Daleks, uh, but they're so small and insignificant that they're not points. That the, there's no relevance to this plot. <laughs> they're very mysterious. <laughs> Is the commander a one-eyed person screaming about the One Ring? Sadly not. Sadly not. They're, <laughs> they're, they're more talking about. Um, I can't remember where the Daleks are from now, and it doesn't matter for their story. Um, Maud, is there anything you'd like to do before you go on this trip to find the mysterious Ken doll? Well, I'm so shocked at Arthur and Lorna's suggestion of a cabbage patch section that I'd do a backflip. Yes, absolutely. Roll. <laughs> Roll backflip. Roll back. Do a backflip. 2d6. Ooh. 7 plus 2, 9. 9. nine. That is a, uh, a mixed success. Um, Move things on quickly, just because I know the time. Can I use uh, my knowledge of useless things to, to have quickly a glance at the Kendall and go, I have seen kids with that before. Yeah. I think I might know where this might be. Perfect. Yeah, roll that thing for me, please. Uh, so the backflip, I mean, it's a beautiful execution. You land and you feel a bit of a crack in your back. Um, uh, but you're fine. But do it again. It's not really great. That's a three on the three in total, David. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a very generic plastic-looking model. Like, you swear you see... You swear you see... It can be a four. I can make it a four. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't help. Um, you you go, ah, there's Ken over there, and you realise it's just another generic action man figure. Uh, and maybe you point to all all the male-presenting plastic dolls going, there, 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 and they're not the Look, Ken. they're all Ken. Everybody's a Ken. You have a Ken. You have a Ken. <laughs> You're a Ken. Everybody. You're a Ken. I am Kenicus. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, a crack team of toys is rounded up. You have uh, both working out Barbie and the Stacy doll. Uh, stay at home Stacy. Uh, opposition Stacy. Uh, you also have uh, you have all the uh, you have Lorna, your Cabbage Patch kid who knows a bit more about uh, the details of where you know, like what to search for for this artifact, perhaps. Uh, you have any number of those specialist Barbies in the back if you wish to use them. Just say their names; they will appear. And you also are surrounded by the guards of the Care Bears. You have one that has a strawberry, one that has a banana, and one that has a pineapple. I think that's what they have on their chest. If not, 
I don't care. It's my story. It's my world. Listen, I, I'd like to. I'd like to team up with Critical Role, Barbie, please. <laughs> oh, what a shame. <laughs> she, she's busy on Thursday nights. <laughs> well, it's Friday, so that's all right. Ah, <laughs> yes, fine, easy enough. Um, so yes, yeah, so you have this crack team, and they are basically going to do uh, whatever you tell them to do. So my question to you, my crack team, are people going to find this mysterious artifact? Uh, of the Kendall, our, our ex, uh, ex machina uh, machine thingy. Um, what are you going to do? How are you going to track down Mr. Ken? Just been told that Ken is actually a Karen, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to search for evidence of where Ken might have been. All right. I just did I no all everyone's a Ken. Everybody is Ken. There must there must be traces of Ken. There must be traces of Ken. Um uh P Mark uh, Mark. Arthur, please roll for me knowledge of useless things. Do better than I did. Seven. Seven, a big success. All right, we'll come to you in a second. Uh Maud or the being previously known as the Tate Modern. Uh what are you doing to help or to thinking of doing stuff? Um, I'm going to use the fashion skill and try and find Ken's, like, wardrobe closet and see if he's picking out outfits over there somewhere. I like it. So maybe maybe you're using the, the fashion sense going, ah, that Hawaiian shirt is a particular brand found in this particular section. It would only be found here and here. Mm. I like that. Please roll fashion sense. <laughs> I got... A total of three. Oh, three, so that is a fail. I like, I like that. Really there is no Ken in this strata. <laughs> uh, go for it, being uh, formerly known as a Tate Modern. I'm going to do... Fluff-wise, um, I've now managed to gain access to speakers within the room, and I'm going to speak to everybody who I think is a Ken and ask them all, are you Ken? Interact. Well, I'm going to interact. interact. Non-building yeah. beings. Yeah. Yes, please. And ask them, are you Ken? Are you and all Ken? you just hear is like a hundred different voices slightly out of time with each other oh. say, are you Ken? Are you Ken? Are you Ken? And you know what? Even creepy. Are you my Ken? Oh. Are you my Ken? And you know you what? What? I rolled an 11. Whoa, a success. Excellent. So we have a fail. Next, all of that in mind. So these are the Kens you're looking for. They are. Wow, you guys are on fire. Um, so unfortunately, Maud, maybe one comes across and goes, "These are the Kens you are looking for." Unfortunately for you, Maud, when you're looking at the Kendall, you're like, "Okay, yes, we can find if this fabric matches here." But you look at it really closely. Annoyingly, Ken is shirtless. He's wearing a pair of terrible, boring pants. Uh, this is like the last scene, <laughs> last scene on, uh, last sighting of Ken wearing boring pants, walking out of the, the museum. Uh, no, not the museum, the, like one of the galleries, essentially. Generic Ken doll wearing generic pants. Uh, so not much to go on. Uh, <laughs> Arthur, your knowledge of useless things. Um, with that seven, you start getting a bit more about the Ken doll's personality. You start to listen to the history, perhaps of um like what 
what was he like? You know, no, really, what was he like? Um, you get that he's a bit of a, a bit, bit of a pushover, perhaps, bit of a nothing, but nice enough. No personality. Like you look around, all these other Barbies, all these other Stacey dolls, they all have a personality. They all have like a a, a sense, like a, a drive and stuff. Whenever you ask, well, describe this Kendall. Like, what what was he like? Well, you know, they go, well, you know, he was there. He was all right. He was nice, nice. So you, you get the sense that you're looking for a boring plastic toy, <laughs> but there's something about it, some sort of unique thing. You are able to assist, like, if you can find out what that unique thing, that is what hooks you onto it. Meanwhile, <laughs> the being formerly known as a Tate Modern, you do a thorough investigation of narrowing it down, and let me tell you, the being uh, formerly known as a Tate Modern, you're pretty sure the Ken doll is not in this chamber. <laughs> um, but you... So, guys, <laughs> I've asked everybody here... And Ken is not here. No. But you are aware that there are obviously other uh, jurisdictions, other uh, associations, authorities within, well, yourself, in the, the building, the museum now termed as Barbie's Dream House. Um, so if you, and you think to yourself, well, you know, you sort of match up where they say these authorities are and you find sort of one area which is sort of, again, sort of blacked out a little bit from your memory banks, perhaps. And it just says, um, it just says, well, we must never go there. You know, people whisper, ready, oh, yes, we can't go there. You know, Woolworths. There's a little shiver. It goes up people's spines when they say the words Woolworths. It says something about Woolworths and the forbidden candy store. There's a scoop symbol with a cross through it saying, Thou shalt not pick and mix. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you have a vague low idea, like a location. Uh, you have a sense to, of what not to look for. Like you've narrowed it down to a void. You know what the Kendall was last wearing. Good job, team. Watch uh, your we're going to have to do some kind of archaeological dig in the pick and mix. Because that's, that's going to, the sides are going to need propping up in like the chocolate raisin one. Or there's going to be some kind of... Haven. Um, yeah. So it's the, pl the plan is then to go to mysterious Woolworths. Is that the plan? Yeah. I think so. We could each... Strata in the pick and mix. We could each pick like a section of sweets and dig in them to see if he's in those ones. They, they usually do come in layers. You get like two, you get the, the bottom row of bins, then the row above them, and then you get the big jugs that come down into them as well. So Yeah. He's swimming in there somewhere. Yes. So let's, let's, with all well, let's, let's move on. To, so you are at the room that has been, like, it's, it has Woolworths, but at the same side it says... Uh, it, it, it looks like it had been locked up and it says uh, don't dead open inside or something like that <laughs> like on the side um, and, but easily enough uh, yeah somebody do with me a MacGyver skill actually anyone can do that for me um, I'm a building I can't interact with these I, people what can I, I been doing? I got five five it takes a while but you make a lot of noise maybe you probably you Cedric, Simon and 
uh, and Finny, uh, the, the three pigeons you have, the three birds you have, all have a go at it. Eventually, like through some skill, the the last sort of peck pecks off, pecks their way in. Like they just go round the lock. Yeah. <laughs> in this mysterious sci-fi thing, they. You know what? No, they don't peck. They use their laser eyes that we didn't realise they had just to make the heads move quicker. They just... <laughs> the doors open. And yes, Woolworths, as we have just kindly improvised, was known as this land of various sweets and stuff. But instead of it being packed up in sort of weird plastic things like it used to be, the whole room itself is almost like difficult terrain. You see hard-boiled sweets. You see the uh, ra- blue raspberry bonbons stuck to the floor. You see mountains of those... And these sweets are huge as well. They're big, right? You see mountains of the horrible, like, gummy teeth ones with fangs. Uh, there's big lips. Um, but there's, like, different piles of, like... what well, They look like anthills of sweets, essentially. And it's deathly quiet. Yeah. And so... The team, the the, the crack team. Of... Sorry, say that again, David. I've got Wreck It Ralph in my head. <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, the the sort of the the sweet racetrack. Yeah, it's exactly like yeah. that. Without the racing, without any of the cool races, without Wreck It Ralph. So yes, exactly like Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with all the but so with all the sweets and stuff, you sense and with that working out the the sort of that void, you feel like Arthur, you think. And you try and feel for this this void. Uh, can you do for me? Can you do for me a reading or reading? <laughs> you tried to read the area. That's a, that's a seven minus two is five. Oh, oh, a, a failure. Um, there's too much interference from sweetie goodness. Um, and definitely Good decades on. old chocolate. <laughs> Best Arthur can come up with is, uh, so I think we're in Pick and Mexico City. <laughs> it's, it's, it's chocolate that it's, it looks like chocolate, but it's got that weird, slightly off-white coating because it's been sat there for so long. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a tricky one. But room is infested with chocolate mice. Oh no! Oh, oh no! <laughs> so you you know? Oh, you've you've limited like. Through all your research and stuff, you think the artifact is in this room. But with all these sweets and stuff, again, you don't know what else is in here. Uh, the toys seem a little um, skittish to go through, and they say that they have heard strange tales of things being in this room, and so that's why they locked it off a long time ago. But no one can remember, because, um, I don't know, plastic doesn't retain memories as good as stone, I think. I remember if that theory works or not. Um, but yes, what is the plan to try and find this artifact? And see if you can do it in 90 minutes or less. <laughs> uh, I think we need to do a LiDAR sweep of, of the pick and mix. Hold me up. I will do a check of seeing if I remember what this room should look like and where people can hide and access all the systems that used to be around. Can I do an awareness? Absolutely. 2d6 plus your two, please. With uh, that awareness, I'm going to lay a trap wherever we think he may be. Ooh, cool. All right. Uh, roll. Uh, you got a five, David? All right, come back to you. I, I, th- I think the trap is uh, on the ceiling. I think he's on the ceiling. 
<laughs> he's about to dive into one of the things and that he's up there. He's going to go swim in the uh, popcorn. Yeah, you still, don't, don't you're still you, your popcorn. camera's still blurry from when the pigeons were poking at it. It's especially. got a crack down the middle of it. Yeah, now. annoyingly, that's such a shame. Um, so sorry, just to go back to you more. So you wanted to lay a trap for Ken, is that right? Yes. Yeah, lure him in. All right, so I'm guessing that, so that's not trap disarmament, is it? That's going to be MacGyver skills again. Yes. Go for it. Six minus one, I got a five. Five. Uh, so you put together what you think is a decent sized Ken trap. Um, and all it is is. Isn't the skill disarming traps? No, no, no. So uh, more do you. MacGyver. MacGyver. Oh, MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because otherwise it'd be even worse if she was disarming the trap. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you Sorry, set I'm up an argument about whether I'm an Android or not. You you sent you you set up a you set up a a tiny box with a stick, and you put in it something that you think Kendall's love from your very limited experience with it, and through your limited experience of of birds, you think, but birds love seeds, so Kendall's must also love seeds. So you just put a little pile in there. Unfortunately, though. Your your friends of Cedric, Simon, and uh, Vinny, they all go for it and set off your trap, and so they are trapped under the box, and they're like, <laughs> moving. Arthur, Arthur, um, Arthur looks at the clock on the iPad screen, mm-hmm. and and he's like, we we haven't got time for this. <laughs> There's only one solution. Yep, I'm going in. And he dives into the picking mix. Yes. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, do a digging check for me, please. Two d six. Eight. 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 From from eight. the iPad, you hear a vague. Ooh, that tickles. <laughs> that's an eight. Um, so what I'd say, because I haven't I haven't mentioned it before, so, and I appreciate we've got fifty minutes left, so that's not helpful. Does anyone want to help with that check? So we've got an eight. And what they will uh-huh. help. So what are you doing to help, Maud? Um, enthusiasm. <gasps> Excellent. All right, so I need you to roll two d six, and if you get, I'm going to cheer us along. Cheerleader routine at the edge of the picnic. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. So yes, yeah, so you move that up, that that help up. Uh, I'm going to get. You know what? Rule of cool it. Instead of one, you're going to get two. So it is a success, Arthur. So you dive in. You start to swim through this this thing, and you hear more cheering behind you, like "Yeah, go! You got this! Uh, I believe in you, Mousy Man." Go, Arthur! Mousy Man, with uh, who's very pedantic. Yes, you got this. And as you start to swim through the bonbons and start to swim through the, um... I get through half, get halfway, and I'm like, "Oh, fried eggs! Nobody ever has those." No, <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, you go past a really oh, with hot... your claws. They're a little bit sharp. Yeah, you got you you. There's the holes. There's um. There's a whole ton of chocolate Brazil nuts. You're like, ooh, expensive. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Nobody gets those because <laughs> what a waste. Something in this noise. I've inhaled a foam banana. <laughs> and you go down and down and down until suddenly you pop into an underground cave made out of old picnics. Um, you can see. It's got all the rubbish sweets, right? It's got it's got every kind of bad licorice all sort. Not the fruit ones, the licorice all stuck to the walls. You also see a whole bunch of 
what looked like crystals, but shaped in a certain way. Almost, you could say, like a prison. So I remembered, <laughs> I remembered we did a tenant about this. And as you look into it, it sh shines uh, colours, it shines purple, it shines yellow, and it shines green. Um, but also through the, the, the light of the of actual, uh, of the sconces, more of these weird off-brand sconces, you see a shape. Somebody's a sort of cat, like over, sort of crunched over, is like, yes, yes, you've arrived. <laughs> and you see a Kendall. It's been, I like the idea that Kendall comes around the corner. What was looked look like a human sized Kendall is actually distorted because of the prison light. It's actually a small Kendall. <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, ah, you're here. Good, 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 great. You come to free me. Yes, yes. Excellent. You're, you're needed on the surface. <gasps> Ken, Kendall. Bland, boring, boring, dull. Oh, no one likes me. Yes, I can. I can. I can come. Take, take me to. <laughs> one step away from take me to your leader. <laughs> take me to the one I remember. Oh, yes. Follow my suede. Oh. <laughs> Roll, roll, wait, roll fashion sense. Roll fashion sense quickly. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's a failure. Four. Oh. So instead of blue suede cues playing over the tunes, yeah. you get um, it's like, but that's corduroy. <laughs> it goes off in a completely different direction. Yes, the uh, Kendall sort of goes. No, no trap. No, no. They want to. They, they, they used to be. Because I, I'm the one, and you can see, in uh, in his hand, you can see there's a book. Yeah, I have the reason. I know what happened at the Olympics, but they hid me away. They didn't want to talk about the event. They didn't want to talk about running. <laughs> and he shouts. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. That's why I'm down here. Because I saw what happened, and they put me down here. Well, it's their own fault, isn't it? Actually, sod them. I was going to go with you, and now I'm not going. I'm Arthur, going. Arthur, grabs, Arthur grabs his head, and it's like, Ken, nobody can... Nobody can... He doesn't quite say it. Nobody can say it. move rapidly. Nobody no, can move it. rapidly with their rebel. legs. No, rebel. Then you'll be free like me, Arthur. Arthur grabs a handful of chocolate raisins and stuffs them into Ken's <laughs> mouth to shut him up. <laughs> and then makes it makes his way out of the pick and mix. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> um, do another digging roll for me, please. <laughs> uh, that's that's a bad failure. Bad failure. Um, you you make your way halfway there, but it's slow going. You're getting weighed down by Ken, who is struggling. And up above, um, did we say sorry? Did we say that uh, the the building previously known as Tate Modern? You're with you're with um, Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. This is what this is why I was playing Kinky Boots instead of uh, Blue Sweat Shoes. Fair enough. Um, you said also, just a, I was going to say, can we do some mixing if 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 He's going to stuff some uh, things into his mouth. Can we do mixing of random ingredients? 
We'll do it's that. not just We'll do that in a second because I, I quite like the idea it's just been dubbed, but we've got I've got something for that in a second, so that's fine. What I'd say is that at the same time, as you're making your way back, you you know, uh, Arthur, you're holding on to a, a Kendall that's struggling weakly against it because I don't know. Yeah, he's he's in it. Da- da- dairy intolerance, and he's got a mouthful of chocolate <laughs> <Yeah>. raisins. <laughs> yeah. He fed him the, the milk bottles. The milk bottles. Oh yeah, you stuff in a few of those as you go past. Um, Maud, back on the surface, you're cheering. Mm. And you see something. The rest of the team is still with you because they they kind of came along. Maybe they helped with the cheer routine. <laughs> They're just like I'm throwing seed like confetti. Yeah, and then you see a movement in the in the pick and mix ocean, and you you hear a rumble, and and working out body goes oh no and turns to you dramatically. So again, like oh no. <laughs> Oh dear, he's coming back. Oh. Is he going to have Ken with him? No, it's it's worse than that. It's the hippos, the hungry, hungry hippos. And you, Quick. and you see, scatter some seed. You see, at four corners of this bloody ocean, you just hear a jump, 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 as in the corner a blue hippo comes, and you know, and these things are hippo sized, and. So, Maud, what are you going to do to help your friends who you know they're coming back? You can hear, you can sense them coming back. You can hear um, kinky boots playing in the ocean. <laughs> what are you doing with them? Oh, I am going to. <laughs> oh, God. All I want to do is backflip out the ocean. <laughs> do it. Do it. Backflip. Back- Save back yourself. Flipping. Save yourself. Backflip. Ten. You plus succeed. two, twelve. You succeed. You easily backflip out of the room. You're safe. <laughs> mean, meanwhile, 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 underneath the ocean, uh, being formerly known as uh, formerly known as uh, the Tate Modern, you st- ran. You you put yourself on a shuffle and you start playing the Jaws music as behind you, hungry, hungry hippos, come for you. Arthur, Arthur, go for it. Sorry. Kind of um, a way to make Arthur move quickly. Certainly can. If you roll for me a, it's not going to be a move quickly. Move quickly. It's not not for you. It's not. So hang on one second. I want you to. Well, I can't enthusiasm. Roll enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Right. <laughs> I got a ten. Ah, oh, success. Okay, so whatever the next roll is for you, Arthur, you're going to get a plus one to it. Right, so Arthur... Yeah, it's a, oh, fuck, oh. <laughs> yeah. So Arthur is going oh, no, to... Oh, no, oh, no, oh, <laughs> no. Arthur is going to use the animal whispering skills to call upon the help of the trapped pigeons who are underneath the picking mix yes. to grab him and pull him out. Do it, do it. It's a nine plus one success. plus the modifier from David. Success, success, you Woo. do it. So I like the idea. Here's how I picture the sea. Uh, you know, you you see that chomp chomp chomp, and it's it's getting very graphic in terms of these these sweets are breaking out. Those milk bottles are gone. The foam bananas are flying out the way, and 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 being formulated. You play a remix of the Jaws theme, which is like it's a, it's a sexy remix, which is like da na da na. Da, 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 da. 
<laughs> and as you, are you again, Arthur, you feel it in your heart. You're like, I could do this. I could do this. And you call. You sort of, your old little Pocahontas sort of like, and the box on the surface, we zoom into it, and three pigeons burst out of it. <laughs> they swan dive in. They grab um, bits of your brown suits, your suede stuff up. They pulled you out. Uh, even even Cedric, who falls over because he's got balance issues, <laughs> they pulled you out. And again, a glorious moment as you're pulled out. There's a hippo behind you with the Kendall, and you sort of like like up. You go up. And it snaps, and you manage to get out into the room. They're all out. The dolls shut the door and go, that's why we don't go to Walmart. Arthur reaches into his backpack, pulls out a tartan thermos, and is like, well, I don't know about everybody else, but I could do with a nice cup of tea. Amazing. And that is where we're going to leave. You awaken in a strange place. Thank you so much to my players. Thank you so much to Jacob Andrews who designed this game. You can get this game on itch for free. I highly recommend it. It's super, super fun. It's super, super easy. And you can just see there was a lot of notes I created. Um, the first thing I wrote down was Barbie Council. <laughs> and then I wrote Fight, Care Bears, Big Room. <laughs> That's all I got. And then I was busy trying to look up what the Toys R Us theme tune was. And that was, that was all I wrote with that adventure. So you can have a lot of fun. We're going to go round uh, once more and then I'm just going to say a quick thanks to the con organisers and thanks for letting us do this stream. So if we go round in opposite order, so we go Sarah, Mark and David and then we'll finish with myself. Uh, take it away for us, Sarah. So I'm Sarah and you can find me at A Barrel of Crafts on Instagram. very much. Mark. I am Mark from the Folklore Podcast. You can find everything about podcasts at thefolklorepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at Folklore Pod. You can also find some more stupid gaming bonus content with archaeology themes at times, actually, uh, on the Folklore Podcast website in the bonus content section. Thanks very much. And David. Hi, yes, I am David. I run the Drunken Storyteller Twitch stream where I abuse Fiona and Mark in space when with nobody consent. can hear. With consent. Well, yes. Um, I, I, I run a lot of streaming, a lot of indie stuff, I think we do. We do a lot of the less well known stuff um, out there. I also do a folklore ish podcast called The Drunken Storyteller as well, where I just tell stories and do silly things. There's going to be an episode coming out in the next couple of days where we talk about yeeting bees at people and colour-changing dogs. So if that's kind of your, your, your bag, there's also a little bit of history and archaeology in there because I've just moved to a new place with some cool stuff. So uh, go check that out. Um, Fiona is one of my regular um, players. We're, yeah. we're basically going to be... You're there all the time. It's my so if you want to see Fiona do things. <laughs> and Fiona, who are you? Who am I? Well, I, I, my name is Fiona. Who am I? I am Fiona. What am I? Well, I'm a podcaster and I'm an improviser and I do some voiceover stuff. Where am I? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. My, where? What am I rolling? It's a twice monthly RPG watcher podcast where we do silly things like this. We do all sorts from D&D, &D, if you're interested in being like who. Uh, but also like stuff like this, it's completely improvised. We also do interviews with game designers. We also do stuff, a lot of free league stuff we've done recently, all the way from like proper crunchy rules like OSR stuff, uh, all the way to really, really simple one page one, one shots like Honey Heist and, and Goat Crashes and all that sort of thing. 
Uh, I also run a podcast which is about D&D lore called the DM's Book Club, where it's a weekly chat about various D&D things. So if you're like, I only like one RPG system, and I go, cool, I also like that system, but there's lots more. You can check those out. That's What Am I Rolling and the DM's Book Club. Find them wherever you listen to podcasts. And I just want to say, take this moment because we've only got two minutes left. Say a massive thank you to the con organisers for letting this. I hope it fulfilled the brief of some sort of archaeology. Uh, <laughs> and there was digging uh, and there was some excavation. Um, but I appreciate having the time on the stream and uh, having a time to do this. And again, thank you to these wonderful players who completely made that one shot. And it will be, we finished it. I will never see that world again. Uh, what a shame. But thank you so much. And I, I'm going to ask the players to wave awkwardly whilst I find the off, off switch. And thank you. Enjoy the rest of the con and check everything else out. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks, everybody. podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were David, Mark, and Sarah. This episode's RPG was You Awaken in a Strange Place, a fully improvised RPG for four players by Jacob Andrews. You can find out more information about You Awaken in a Strange Place on itch.io. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. Do you want to find out more about the podcast? Check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.